Leaders have so much to do and handle these days. They need a simplified and effective way to prioritize and think about their endeavors. Jerry Houston, longtime entrepreneur and successful business owner, joins me today to explain how to prioritize to get momentum in your team, guaranteed. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real-life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results, and you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I'm so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. Jerry, leaders right now have so much on their plate. I'm talking to leader after leader, day after day. There's a lot of priorities. The plates are overflowing. There's a lot of different things they could be doing, a lot of different directions they could be looking. Uh, In your work with supporting leaders and leadership teams, what what advice would you give? How how can they work on what's really important? Well, I think, first of all, it's kind of owning up to the issue, right? Mm -hmm. We have to first say, yeah, my plate is full. In fact, it might be overflowing. And I, I talk to many leaders every every week, multiple leaders, and I'm getting the same message. And that message is I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. I have so much to do. We have so many challenges, some created just by business is business, some created by uh, pandemic, post-pandemic supply chain problems, uh, now the war in Ukraine, let's go on and on. Is there anything else anybody wants to throw? We can add to that list, yeah. Yeah, so so it no longer can be time management, right? Like we are out of time. We only have so much time in our days. It's got to get to priority management, no? Exactly right. And so, although time management still has its place. (laughs) Sure, yes. When we force our clients to do a time management study, which is one of the most painful things we can ask a client to do, they find out that there is some room for improvement. Yeah. They, are, they are, in fact, wasting some time. But beyond that is, are we doing first things first? Yeah. And still being flexible enough, we have to be able to maneuver to changing circumstances and especially in this day and age. Yeah, great. So I know, Jerry, you and I are both certified in a process called the prioritized leader. And here we are talking about priorities. Uh, Will you just say a little bit about, we call it TPL, the prioritized leader, about what that process is and um, what our listeners today could, could learn and take away from that? I'm happy to do that. And the first thing I want our listeners to do is take a big, deep breath and say, if not now, when? When am I going to get hold of this issue? 
Yeah. And, how, and how am I going to approach it in a way that accomplishes what I need to? And one of the simple answers is you're not alone. You can't do it alone. None of us can. And so that, that applies to solopreneurs all the way up to major corporations. We cannot do it alone. There's a series of things we need. So in the Prioritized Leader, we talk about five Ps, five factors that have to be considered. And not only do they have to be considered, they have to be considered in the right order. And when they're not considered in the right order, now uh, we had a big uh, uh, blowback argument on our team about this. <laughs> and, and that was that, well, what about if, you know, if your arm is hanging off and it's dangling and it's bleeding, you know, do I, do I sell you a heart transplant? Well, no, <laughs> we have to take, we have to triage the arm, right? We have to get that taken care of. And that's true. But in the end, if we don't get the sequence right, then the things later in the process suffer. And I'll give you some examples of that as we go along. So first of all, leaders have to clarify their purpose. So the first P is purpose. First P, yep. If we don't know why we're here, just listen to Simon Sinek. Just, mm -hmm. just listen to him. Mm -hmm. He speaks the truth. And he says, you have to understand your why. So mm -hmm. ask your team members, what is our purpose? What is our why? Could they answer you? How do you find out? Go ask them. And yeah. The yeah. second part is releasing your people. And by that, I mean, what is, you know, what are the talents of your team? Do you know what the talents of your team are? Do you empower them to move forward and take uh, even some risk? which is not tolerable for some, some types of leaders. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Get over yourself because the, the answer is there's power in your people. Yeah. Your job is to empower them and to keep them healthy. And by that, I mean not, not just, okay, physical health. We can take membership in a health club and we can do lots of things. But I'm really talking about life balance and really thinking in terms of uh, – does a person get a chance to recharge their batteries? Mm -hmm. I had one of my team members apologizing because she's going on vacation for two weeks in Mexico and she's apologizing to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I might know who you're talking about. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> said, don't worry about it, Teresa. We're going to, we'll get by somehow. Don't worry about it. We're going to, we're going to pick up the slack and you need to go re-energize your batteries. And that's what she's doing. Well, uh, yeah, and, and Jerry, if I can interject, like, people have experienced work from home, right? They know some of the benefits of being with their family, of having some more flexibility to do some of those activities that refuel them or just entertain them personally as, as individuals. And uh, employees in the workforce right now are expecting that flexibility, uh, and they want their work-life balance to look and feel healthy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All of what you said is true in the opposite. So too much flexibility. I'm at home. Mm -hmm. uh, I, the kids are bugging me. <laughs> Not, <laughs> I never do such a thing. But the kids are bugging me. When I first started my company, you know, I, I, had, I had five children all around me. In my yeah. 
in my dining room. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. So sometimes there has to be some separation, right? And the lines have gotten blurred because of work from home. Yeah. Very blurred in terms of uh, of uh, what is my own time and what is my work time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like employers need to recognize that, yes, employees want and expect that flexibility. And there are challenges with work from home that the top employers are going to support their employees with, right? Like distractions, boundaries, right? How do, how do we, how do we carve this out? So it works for you. It works for the company and it works for the work that needs to get done. Absolutely. All of that, what, what folds into that. So if purpose is first and people is second in in terms of priorities, you have to get those two things straight. One thing that really impacts that is pace. Yeah, the third P. And pace has to do with with the the energy or the time that you spend uh, in 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 an operation trying to get things accomplished. And so, if you're chaos, then you're going to see wasted time. It always happens because maybe a communication wasn't done correctly because we were in a hurry. <laughs> and so we, we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Now we have to undo those mistakes. And of course, it always costs money and it always costs time, always. So are you measuring the pace at which you're moving so that there's energy to your pace? We don't want to be complacent. But on the other hand, we don't want to take so much on we just had a client uh, out in California that that uh, terrific, terrific uh, mid-manager in that company, uh, his results on his analytic assessment that we did were way off in his view of himself. Why? Mm. Because he's so concerned about doing a great job, but he has so much on his plate mm. that he possibly do it. And he can't solve that problem. His management needs to step in and help him determine priorities so that he's not trying to do everything at one time. Yeah. Yep. I'm guessing that pace might often be that place where it feels like there's some initial triage needed before we go back to the the top of the pecking order with purpose and people. It often is because our people are trying to get it done, but they can't get it done because what we're asking for, frankly, is unreasonable. Yeah. Okay. The fourth P. The fourth P is perception. This is our most debated P. Uh, but what we mean by perception is not that, well, if I, if, I, if I believe it enough, it's true. You know, typical definition of perception. It's more about innovation. It's more about uh, how, do I, how do I see what's coming? How do I know mm-hmm. what's coming? Mm-hmm. How do I create new solutions? And when I say, how do I do it? I really mean, how do we do it? Mm-hmm. And I can't, uh, one thing I have learned uh, with my team, and I'm, and I'm a recovering control freak, so I, I have the right to say this, but, mm-hmm. I, but I stop myself and say, what, what, what do you think is an approach to solve this issue that we're having? Mm-hmm. And always being the one that has to come up with it creative and problem solve there's 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 power in the team and you know what it feels better 
and they love it better because they buy in better. So, so really having stretching them, forcing them to think uh, differently and to get out of the box is a healthy thing and it will help the organization. Yeah. Don't you say all of you leaders say there's nothing really new. It's just formatted. It's changed around. It's, approached in a little bit different way, but it's effective. Yeah. 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 I'm hearing I'm hearing two important nuances in what you're saying, Jerry, that not only um, as an individual, I have that forward focused, innovative perception, right? Like what are opportunities to enhance this process? What are new ideas for doing this? How can we have more inputs or outputs, whatever it might be? Like be, have a perception that's on the lookout and open for that. And I also clearly heard the nuance about looking how others around me can provide input and ideas and opportunities and not always feeling like I, I have to be the one that has the, the brilliant innovative ideas and we're at a stopping point if I don't. Remember that it was a secretary at 3M Corporation that actually came up with the concept of post-it notes with that clue that didn't work. And post-it notes, of course, became the number one selling office product in the world. Yes. So there you go. My household does not survive without post-it notes, Jerry. <laughs> no, no one can. And I pledge we never use them in my company when they, when they were invented. That's a true story. And of course, they're used everywhere now. <laughs> okay. We've got one more P. One more P. And of course, that's profits. Uh, and obviously, you know, many of our clients, when they take our assessment, profits comes up first. Uh-huh. They figure, well, if there is no money, there is no business. They are right. They are right. However, profit is an outcome. Profit is an outcome. And so if we know what we're here for and our people know what we're here for and we're taking good care of our people and we have the right people, in the right seats, on the right bus, yada, yada, yada. If that exists and we're operating at a pace that is manageable, that we can deal with, Mm -hmm. we are innovating along the way, that we're being smarter about how we do what we do, then the profits will come. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of the profits? Well, it's to provide resources, it is to release, we have to release these resources to the team. If we don't, uh, if you, if you, uh, this is an old story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So I was a director of administration in a, in a, in a unnamed company. And when I joined it, and it wasn't that far back, thank you very much. When I joined it, they had an old telex machine. Now for you youngsters, you don't even know what a telex machine is. But the way the yeah. <laughs> machine worked is it was like a ticker tape. A message would come in and it would start ticking out on this piece of paper. Uh, and then if you were trying to send a message out, you could only send it if the bell didn't ring. If the oh. bell, the message would stop and you would have to start over again. And this was their way of communicating outwardly to the world, this telex okay. And of course, it was already probably 25 years outdated. 
it, it was it was it was holding them up. It was a system holding them up, and they needed to replace it. And of course, we did. Mm-hmm. You you have to have the right equipment, the right facilities, the right, and whether they're work at home and they're not, you have to have the right things in place to be efficient, or your people become very frustrated and they cannot. They cannot perform the level of work that you're asking them to perform. So, so obviously, what is profit for? Profit, besides, you know, making the shareholders and the stakeholders happy, <laughs> the profits are also for uh, releasing resources into the organization. Yeah, that's really great, Jerry. And I think so many organizations, leaders, they struggle with those questions of, where do we invest? Where is it most important to invest? What should be the allocation of resources? What should be the head count here and there? What capital expenditures in what order? Right. And we're seeing through the prioritized leader process that when you're clear about your why, you know the talents of your people. You've got that pace worked out. You're, you're bringing fresh ideas and innovation in through perception the answers to the profit questions are more clear. Are more clear. If you start with them and you don't understand the rest of this continuum, you're going to make incorrect decisions. Yeah. And so it's critical. And we know from practical experience with the prioritized leader process that most leaders who complete the assessment do not have it in the correct order. Mm-hmm. What their scores might be in a particular area, they don't have it in the right sequence. And, and without, mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not going to get as efficient as they want to without, without burning out their, their team members. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know we often see that profit coming higher up then then number five p right because we're we need to make those decisions around allocation of resources and where we're spending money and uh, you, know, the, you know those those requests and those um questions are, are coming up all the time all of the time think about companies who who acquire other companies mm. and they, and so merger and acquisition right Merger and acquisition, so, uh, but they don't <laughs> merge properly and acquire properly. So they purchase this company, and then they tr- they try to pretend that now we're all one big happy family. Mm-hmm. You've now taken on our name. You're a, you've been adopted. And you're a part of our family. But what about organizational culture, which goes back to purpose? Yep. You know, what is the culture like? How are people feeling in the acquired company? What is, how are the people feeling in the acquirer? Because now you're dumping all this extra work on us. So we have to deal with this other entity now that we didn't have to deal with. And Um, it becomes a bloody mess, frankly. Oh, let alone all the uncertainty. uh, What what does this mean? What is the parent company going to do? What's going to change? Do I have a job? So you need a great integration plan and you need to follow a sequence. And the sequence is the sequence we just talked about, Amy and the prioritized leader. That's the sequence. Yeah, I agree. So today we are talking with Jerry Houston. 
He is the founder and CEO of HPI Solutions. Jerry's educational background is in business administration and operations management. He has held key management positions in industry for over 30 years. Jerry has been awarded Target Training International's President's Award in recognition of community service. In addition, Jerry has been named to TTIs, that's Target Training International's International Faculty, an elite group who delivers training and assessment services around the world. Jerry has dedicated his career to the development of human potential and process excellence. You can probably hear that through a variety of certifications. Jerry's got a number. They include continuous quality improvement, behaviors and values analysis, performance DNA and HD analysis, emotional intelligence analysis, TPL, the prioritized leader that we've just been talking about, and more. As a longtime community activist, Jerry has served as president of various associations for developmentally disabled individuals and a homeless family program. He was chair of business advancement services for the Arizona Small Business Association and was named their volunteer of the year in 2009. Jerry is also the author of the book, The Eccentric Entrepreneur. Glad to have you here with me today, Jerry. Us authors like to hang around together, Amy. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Just delivered your book uh, to a, a graduation group from a leadership class uh, and all of their leaders. So your book is in their hands as of this morning. Oh, terrific. Terrific. I love that. Well, because I know that, Jerry, both you and I are passionate about supporting leaders to do all that they do. And we know that there's so much coming at them. They're managing up, they're collaborating with colleagues, they're uh, taking care of their team. Um, when leaders do it right, it's a lot of it's a lot of work, a lot of processing. Um, it's a rewarding job too. It is. It is the best part of the job. Once you get in your head that that your job is not to do the work, but to inspire mm. us to do the work. That's your job. Uh, yeah. Be the, the biggest fan, but also, of course, hold them accountable. Very important. Right? Everyone yeah. has a job to do. That's what we're here for. Uh, and we all need to know that. So it isn't just all about, uh, you know, some manners, managers have said to me, oh, that's all kumbaya stuff, you know. Uh, and it's not. It's not. You, but you do need to be able to recognize when somebody accomplishes something and, and make it important. Yeah. And make it important because it is important and it encourages them. To, I actually had to, to uh, send a note to uh, my marketing ops manager because here she is working away on Saturday because she knows we're having a really busy week this week mm-hmm. working. And I had to order her off of that. And thank you for your fine work. Get off of the computer. You. Get off you. Of the computer. Go, yeah. ride, go to the stables and ride your horse. Stay off of the computer. And she wrote back a smiley face and away we went. So because it's important, it's important. I mean, I appreciate what she did. Of course, she's very dedicated, but she needs balance. Everybody needs balance. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tying both into the P of people and the, and, and the P of pace. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I do want to um, loop back to something that you said about the first P, purpose, Jerry, and talking about the importance of knowing our why. And this also plays into your comment about kumbaya, right? I think that we, we used to think about knowing our purpose, knowing our mission as kind of a nice to know, like that feels good. And I think we're... Um, we're learning and getting more evidence um, and it's becoming more of a mainstream conversation that we do need to know why we're doing what we're doing. And it's actually the why that um, pulls at our customers. They don't buy what we do. They buy why we do it. Right. Exactly. We've heard that when we've heard that from Simon Sinek. Right. And then and employees, we need to know like why we're doing what we're doing. If you're going to pull me away from, you know, the, the people that I love and the activities that I love, that quite frankly, I got to do more of in, in 2020. Um, like I, I want to do meaningful work. I want to know why I'm doing what I'm doing uh, and why that might why I might choose to spend my time there rather than on other things. Absolutely right. And so can everyone say great resignation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're doing this all correctly and people were enamored with their work, understood their work, found value in their work, um, understood, understood the impact their organization's having on the world around them. If they understood that, they wouldn't be going elsewhere. They're going elsewhere because there's something missing. And they're looking for it. Now, will they find it? Won't they find that long conversation over a couple of cups of coffee, at least long conversation. But we do know that people are dissatisfied. And a solution to that in this market is to leave. And we know the chaos that that's creating in all of our organizations. It's chaotic. And, And so that's a that's very important. The currency is vision and values. You're right. That's the currency. Um, do you, see if this sounds familiar. So leaders would get together, go on a retreat. That's a good idea. Go on a retreat. Mm-hmm. I used to up mm-hmm. to the top of uh, Vail, Colorado every year on their mountaintop experience. And they would come up with vision statements and value statements. And we would write them on flip charts and all yeah. of this wonderful stuff. Yeah. And, but did the team embrace it? Did the team understand it and know it and own it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen because a few leaders went away on a retreat. That happens. And so we have to involve people in the purpose. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I would mention the Gen Zers. Yeah. All right. That's the next generation. We're running out of alphabetical letters. We're going to have to come up with something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We shouldn't have jumped to, to Z like that. <laughs> yeah, even more so interested in, uh, in the idea of, are we doing something that's environmentally sound? Are we doing something? So I always think of companies like Bamba. So Bamba gives away a pair of socks with every pair of socks they sell, right? Target yep. uh, gives away 5% of their pre-tax earnings uh, to, to, for charity every year. Right. And they also just came out and made a bold statement with minimum wage for their employees at twenty four dollars an hour, by the way. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. that we this is what this younger generation is attaching to. 
they're attaching to it and they want to uh, they want to be a, in a place that has some meaning for them in their lives. That's what attracts them. Mm-hmm. So we can stop putting pubs in our facilities and stop allowing uh, dogs and cats to come and be in our facilities. That is not that is not what the Gen Zers want. They want meaning. Yeah. If they don't get meaning, they'll look for that purpose elsewhere. Yeah. Yep. 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 And they want an opportunity to contribute. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Really great, Jerry. Um, So for a leader that's listening today, right? So they're a leader. Let's even just say they're a mid-level leader. Their plate is full. And they might even be thinking, okay, okay, like I, uh, I understand the five P's. I get some of what you've said today. What can they immediately do, Jerry, to make uh, a difference uh, in, their, in their day-to-day work and making sure that they're moving towards working on the right stuff, right? the stuff that's going to make the biggest difference for them, their teams, and their customers? So... Mid-managers have it tough. They're the cream and the Oreo cookie, right? They're going to get squished. They're going to get squished. No doubt about it. And so what we often say to these mid-managers is, I want you to promote yourself. I want you to be president of your department, whatever your department is. I don't don't care what discipline it is. It doesn't matter. But Mm -hmm. this is now your own little business. Now what would you do? If this were your business, because you may not be able to immediately impact the folks above you or next to you in other departments or below you, you you may not, but you can impact what happens in your own area of responsibility, how you manage your people, how you set the pace for them, you know, how you help them to be empowered to innovate in perception and how and and how you produce the kind of result that you're charged with producing. So there's a lot that you can do, but you have to change your mindset. And the mindset has to be a mindset of entrepreneurship. Why did I write a book called The Eccentric Entrepreneur? Because we're all entrepreneurs in the end. We all are. And so you can do that from the middle of your company. And it starts with uh, striking the word they from your mm-hmm. always, well, they did this or they caused that or they won't let me or whatever they are doing to me. Uh, and the and that's that's nonsense, frankly. You know, take charge, do what you can do from your level, run your department like a business, and people exactly the way we've been talking about on this, on this uh uh, podcast today. Great. I love it, Jerry. Own your department, right? Use your sphere of influence, right? Be clear on the purpose of what your group is up to. And then I was also hearing just be on, be on the lookout. Look, oh, there's an opportunity to impact perception, right? And, and how, how people are viewing things, you know, is there a forward focus here? You know, are they feeling willing to bring new ideas to the table, right? Here's something where, oh, pace has been off <laughs> this past quarter, right? How can we impact that? Great. So step into your own influence and uh, yeah, make a difference where you can. 
If I can, you know, borrow a phrase from you, Amy, it takes courage mm. to be a leader. Yeah. So you have to be willing to take some level of risk. We all have risk at one level or another, and you have to take some level of risk to step out there. You know, the old saying that if you want to go sailing, you have to get off the dock and get on the boat. <laughs> and there's risk with sailing. <laughs> the boat, think, right? So yeah. you, you have the power. You just don't understand that you have the power quite often when you're in middle management. Nice, nice. Yeah, it does take courage. And I do know, and I want to share this out with the listeners, that there is an opportunity to get a no-obligation 30-minute meeting to learn more about the TPL process. Uh, you can reach out at info at hpisolutions.com uh, to learn more. And I love Jerry's advice, just to start, own it. You're the owner of your group. And uh, start to be on the lookout for how you can make a difference and um, leverage your sphere of influence. Then your sphere of influence will grow. Absolutely. Thank you for being with me today, Jerry. I really appreciated it. Great episode. It has been my honor to spend time with you on this. Uh, We've known each other for a while. And uh, I, I know we philosophically come from very similar places. And so I, I wish you best of luck. I've listened to your other podcasts. All of your listeners should listen to all of your podcasts. <laughs> really, really have been outstanding. And so thank you for allowing me to be here today. Thank you, Jerry. Well, you know, it is a mutual admiration club. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time, be bold and be brave because you've got the Courage of a Leader.